Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Talent Talks with Robert Walters. In the lead up to International Women's Day on Monday, 8th of March 2021, we wanted to take the opportunity to hear from some of the remarkable women we partner with. In 2021, the theme for International Women's Day is Choose to Challenge. A challenged world is an alert world. Individually, we're all responsible for our own thoughts and actions, all day, every day. We can choose to challenge and call out gender bias and inequality. We can choose to seek out and celebrate women's achievements. I'm Jodie Gillespie, Associate Director for the Tech and Transformation Team in Perth. And for the last four years, Robert Walters has been a proud sponsor of She Codes. We'll hear more on She Codes shortly. Today, we're joined by Kate Kerwin, founder of She Codes. Kate is a passionate advocate for women in STEM. In 2015, she founded She Codes, a program that has taught more than 4,500 women to code over the last six years. Kate is also very involved in the startup ecosystem, working with Innovation Hub Spacecube and its program supporting entrepreneurs. Kate was recently awarded the West Australian Rising Star Award and is a nominee for this year's Business News 40 Under 40. Welcome to the podcast, Kate. Thanks for having me, Jodie. It's great to be here today. Good. So let's get started. Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit about She Codes? Yeah, so at its core, really, SheCodes is a program teaching women to code. Um, But we're actually a lot more than that. So our mission is really to radically change what diversity in tech looks like um, by providing educational opportunities for women to upskill and change tech careers. Um, It's also about tearing down all of those stereotypes about what tech is. Um, So we've created a whole range of programs so that people can come from a one day to really dip their toes in and see if it's right for them, all the way through to a six-month program balanced around work and life and other commitments um, to really build their way into a tech career. Um, What really makes us different, though, at SheCodes is that we're partnering with government and industry uh, to make these programs free for women. So we know that there are so many benefits for businesses. Diversity makes teams safer, it makes them more fun, it makes them more productive. Um, There's so much research around how good it is for businesses. Um, So we're working with businesses to give them those opportunities um, and to make it free for women at the same time. It's kind of a win-win. Yeah, and it certainly has had some fantastic growth over the last um, six years. How did you initially get started in SheCodes? Yeah, so I'm not a developer um, and a lot of people think that I am, but I'm not a developer. I don't have a background in tech at all. Um, I joined a co-working space. So you mentioned at the beginning, I worked for Spacecubed. Um, I joined them in 2014 and I just got really curious about tech and code. And I started going to meetups and events and tried to learn as much as I could. And I realized very, very quickly that not only were these communities super heavily male dominated, Um, But there were also much more events than I needed at the time. So all the acronyms are just washing straight over my head. I had no idea what they were talking about. Um, At a similar sort of time, so I met a guy in the community called Marcus Holmes, um, who has since moved to Berlin. Um, So if you're listening, hi, Marcus. Um, 
but he invited me to collaborate on an event for him uh, for women. Um, and that was the very first start of She Codes. That was nearly six years ago now. Um, and once he moved away, I just kind of kept it growing and here we are. So given your, you know, as you mentioned, you, you know, you came to be involved with Space Cube and, and thinking about the work you've done prior, what has made you so passionate about women in tech in particular? So I just think there's so many opportunities in tech. Um, so a bunch of stats, uh, we know that only 29% of tech currently is female. Uh, we also know that 75% of the fastest growing careers require some level of technical skills, and that's only going to increase. Um, and a recent study has shown that we need 200,000 more people in tech just in Australia by 2025 for us to stay globally competitive as a country. And I would say that those statistics would be pretty much the same everywhere around the world. So the market is super huge and growing. Um, tech, by its nature, is very easily adaptable to flexible work, um, which is a huge benefit for women. Uh, anywhere with internet and access to a computer, you can be in tech. Um, and it's a relatively high paying industry. So if we could solve diversity in tech, I think that we could solve so many other problems for women economically and socially. Yeah. If I look at our experience and the client base we deal with, we've certainly seen a lot more, you know, interest in, in many different organisations and size of organisations improving the diversity within their tech teams as well. So it, it's certainly a, a key trend. Just touching back on the theme of in International Women's Day and Choose to Challenge, if you were speaking with your younger self, what advice would you give her to challenge herself? Yeah, so look, I think I'm naturally quite an ambitious person and I have challenged a lot of social norms along the way. Um, but I think that I would have asked, told myself to challenge what that traditional career pathway looks like a lot earlier. Um, so I, like many people, I was told you go to school and then you go to university and then you get a degree and then you get a job and then you're successful. Um, and that's sort of, that's it. That's the pathway. Um and I was really lucky, so my parents didn't do that exact pathway. Um, both of them had very different um, experiences. Uh, so I took a year off and took a little bit of time to figure out what I wanted to do before I went back to university. And I realized at that point that I really loved to work. Um, there's something about being in an environment, being productive, doing things that I really loved. Um, but I still went back to uni because I was told like it's the right thing to do. And I wish that I'd challenged myself to challenge that social norm and ask all those questions of like, but why, why am I doing this? Do I need to do this? Um, so I don't regret going to university and I don't regret anything along that pathway, but I think it took me a long time to work out why I'm doing, why I'm doing these things um, and challenging those things a lot earlier would have been, would have been great. Um, I've also experienced crazy imposter syndrome um, and I get asked all the time. So when did your imposter syndrome end or how can I end my imposter syndrome? Um, and I don't think you ever can, but I would have loved to have told my younger self just to challenge that negative self-talk and, um, and I guess to challenge why I feel like I'm not good enough or why I don't really fit in um, and just to back myself a little bit more. I don't think it would have made it go away, um, but would have made it a lot easier, I think, for younger kids. Yeah, I think, you know, we've both been privy to looking at the applications that come through on the PLUS program and, and hearing their stories and, and backgrounds. And they might be local, they might be international and, and moved here. But 
when you hear their stories about the challenges that they've been through as well and looking to get back into tech, they're amazing stories. Yeah, 100%. There's so, so many amazing people and stories out there. There are. So how have you overcome any challenges you may have faced in your career and with sheet codes? Yeah, so there's always challenges and anyone who tells you that there aren't, um, probably. <laughs> uh, so there's been literal like blood, sweat and tears along the way, um, plenty of tears in particular um, in the creation of, of Shikos. There's lots of things that haven't gone to plan and that could be small tech issues. I had a small tech issue yesterday um, or it could be a global pandemic, which we've all experienced in the last 12 months. Um, but there's a couple of things that really get me going through challenges. So that's, uh, first of all, the vision and the purpose. Uh, we're fighting the good fight and that really makes it worth it for me. Um, the second one is people. Um, so I've always been highly motivated by people and purpose. Um, but for people, the She Codes community, the tech community, they're so amazing um, and welcoming and willing to jump in and help out. Uh, I know that I have an amazing team around me here. Um, that are super supportive and really wonderful role models and mentors um, to try and solve some of those problems. Um, and the third thing is really about learning and experimenting, um, which I guess is another benefit of being part of the startup ecosystem. But you really have to go into challenges with that growth mindset of how can I experiment on this? What can I learn from this? Um, and be okay that sometimes you've got to fail along the way as well. Um, so I've recently, I enrolled in a leadership program um, to really try and build my arsenal of um, leadership and management skills so that I can tackle some of those challenges better in the future. Um, so yeah, I think it's about leaning into that experimenting and learning. Yeah, that's great. I think you mentioned their people and one of the things that I've always been so impressed about with the SheCodes community is the energy that is created on any of the events. You know, the, the, the Saturday where it's a, a mix of people from all different walks of life and background, the, the PLUS program, um, the mentors you've, you've brought into the, into the um, fold, they're just amazing. It's fantastic. In your opinion, how can our individual actions, conversations, behaviours and mindsets have an impact to challenge inequality? So I think the most important thing that we can do is offer an invitation. Um, and we know that women are more likely to apply for jobs or a promotion if they're encouraged by a friend or a colleague to do so. Um, even something like tagging someone in an opportunity on LinkedIn or telling someone offering to read something for someone, those little invitations, they really make such a massive difference. Um, so anyone who's out there that's listening, um, if you want to just take a second just to think about what an action that you can take is that would help women in their career, um, because it really is about those small incremental individual challenges um, and actions that make a massive difference. Um, the second thing I think is about tearing down those stereotypes. Uh, so I would love if the media could stop portraying coding as a guy wearing a hoodie, sitting in a basement with lines of code washing over him on a projector, which is not how anyone codes, um, while he's usually hacking into something. Uh, that would be great um, because that's just so unrealistic and so unhelpful as a stereotype. Um, and I'm hopeful that through Cupcake Smash, which you're all going to find out soon if you Stay, uh, stay in touch on the Robert Walsh's and She Codes socials. Um, 
through Cupcake Smash, we can show everyone that coding can be simple, it can be fun, it can be creative, and it's accessible to everyone. Um, and you don't even have to wear a hoodie. <laughs> what, what challenge then do you hope to set yourself for the next year? So we've got a pretty crazy target um, with SheCodes. So we want to upskill 100,000 women in the next four years, so by 2025. Um, so there's a lot of work to do. Uh, plenty of challenge in that. Um, we're launching a program to teach women in one of the remotest regions in Western Australia. Um, so we're launching in the Pilbara in a couple of weeks, um, which will be quite a challenge in itself as well. Um, and I'm really interested this year, my commitment is to work on increasing diversity. So working with Indigenous women, with people returning to work, um, women from lower socioeconomic backgrounds, um, all those people who wouldn't normally get those kind of opportunities. Um, that's yeah. my commitment and challenge for the next year. Well, it's certainly a fantastic one and hopefully a great success will come from that as well. Now, before we wrap up today's chat, I'm keen to hear what's the best career advice you've ever received? So I think uh, it never hurts to ask. And the worst that anyone can ever say is no. And even no isn't even no. It's usually a not right now. So don't be afraid to ask a question. And even if someone comes back to you with a no, um, following up with, you know, maybe maybe somewhere down the line, that opportunity might come up again um, or you can ask again. Um, but the worst anyone's going to say is no, and that's, that's not even that scary. So never hurts to ask. No, that's right. What what advice would you have to women that are looking to start a career in tech? Um, so definitely tell people to come have a chat with you and your team, Jodie. Um, find out about what is happening in the industry um, and what opportunities might exist. Um, I think that there's a lot of transferable skills from other industries into tech. Um, so you don't have to start necessarily right from scratch um, and chatting to people like Jodie can help you work out what transferable skills you do have um, and then secondly I think go along to find your community go along to meetups um, events find other women who are in industry talk to them about how they got into their careers um, it's a lot easier when you've got a community of other women along behind you um, and I'm a pretty strong believer that there's no force on earth stronger than women helping other women um, really trying to build each other up. So find your tribe, find your community um, and help, let them help you get along the way. Yeah. And I think we've seen with some of the, uh, you know, the, the people that have come through the, the She Codes programs and have now started, you know, positions in, in many different organisations in Perth, from mining companies to IT vendors and other, there's some really fantastic projects there and very interesting work as well. Mm -hmm. What does International Women's Day mean to you? So I think International Women's Day really is about celebrating what makes us unique, what makes us special, what makes us women. Um, and normally an International Women's Day for me, I see lots of learning events, lots of panel discussions, the community coming together, stories being shared. Um, and I think that all of those things are so, so important. And I'm very grateful that we have a day that we're able to do that. Um, I think if I could leave one sort of final challenge for the, for the crowd, I think I've already put out like four, um, but one <laughs> final challenge is for the men in the room or the men in the virtual room who are listening to this, um, is to, for them to go along to those events. So listen to the stories, be an ally, um, and choose to challenge those stereotypes as well. 
Yeah. Well, Kate, as always, really appreciate your your time and input, and I certainly wish you know SheCodes and yourself all the success for this year. Thanks, Jody. We are very excited to work with SheCodes for International Women's Day, and together with SheCodes, the Robert Walters Group will be running a virtual coding challenge to encourage women to try coding for the first time. It's open to anyone globally, and the coding challenge aims to power a new generation of tech talent to fulfill their unique potential. You can find out more about the challenge, which runs during March via LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to our channel to listen to other podcasts in this series. Thanks for listening today.